Once upon a time, there was a girl who wished to become part of a bigger world. She has always dreamt of breaking the walls that confined her, wanting to cross and burn bridges along the way, and become part of this revolution of destroying limits imposed by society to women. At the age of seven, her parents started realizing that their daughter always chose to play with her male classmates and friends. She never fancied dolls, but rather would choose to play tag, handball, and Beyblades. Her mother would often tell her that is not how a girl should act, but she would just shrug this comment away. At the age of ten, she was determined to join the police force. After seeing police officers roam around their tiny peaceful town, exhibiting their prowess and charisma, she too started dreaming of becoming one. In class, when she shared this ambition with everyone, her teacher gave her other suggestions of occupations that he said would suit her more. What about becoming a nurse? Her teacher said. That fits you better as a girl. You are saving lives just as the same nevertheless. At the age of 13, she started to join the core team of their school and became the only girl on the division of Sergeant of Arms. She would often be placed at the back, left to be in charge of making up the manpower needed to make the formation look good. Officers were afraid that she was not strong enough to hold materials and her voice too high to command the platoon. And as she reached the age of 17, while she wanted to keep dreaming, she was called by reality to wake up. Before her high school graduation, her parents told her that they could not support her studying in a university anymore. Therefore, she was forced to stop and decided to help her family instead. Two days later, she ventured into the capital city of the country, wherein a new source of flame gave her a chance to continue her journey, to reach the other side of her bridge, and to become a part of a bigger world she had always wished of becoming a part of. Her name was Emily. Growing up in a small town in the Philippines countryside, Emily was not accustomed to the busy life in the city. As someone who had only seen tall buildings, new and high-end cars, and crowded streets and pictures, or only heard stories about it from neighbors and town folks who had the chance to live in Manila, this was beyond what she imagined. The bigger world that she has conceptualized inside her head was quite more complex than it seemed. It's as if I became smaller and smaller, mixed with a thought consuming me that I won't be able to continue university and pursue my dream. I felt like I became a small bug wandering and trying to survive in a rainforest full of unfamiliar wild animals. Emily became a stay-in-house helper for a small family in Manila. She spent the first few months not even remembering details about her day, not remembering the feeling of being normal and to be okay. She would wake up, do her chores, and go back to sleep. It seemed like the motivation and the inspiration were sucked up from inside her, and that all that was left was the soulless body of a girl working every day meaninglessly. Until one sunny Sunday morning in February 2016. Emily woke up at around 5 a.m. 
her usual waking up time every Sundays, as Sundays are always meant for doing main chores, laundering loads, cleaning the house, and ironing clothes. She was on her way to fetch water to start her laundry, but to her surprise, her boss was still in his study working. It was not the first time she saw him in his study until the break of dawn. A couple of days previous, the construction company her boss owns won a large-scale project, so preparations were needed to be done as soon as possible. And because he is the type of person who wants to be hands-on with everything, he would always be the one to prepare all of these. Though this time, Emily thought it was just too much. Before she was even nearing the study, originally wanting to offer any help that she could. While also knowing that there wasn't anything she can be of help with in the first place, her boss called for her to come in. I thought he would just ask me for a cup of coffee because that's what he usually does every morning whenever I catch him still working. But instead, he asked Emily to help him arrange the blueprints of the plants, a task that needed at least basic knowledge of electrical engineering in order to properly sort it. Emily didn't know what to say. She was thinking it would be rude to deny her boss's request, but at the same time, she thought that she was not even qualified enough to contribute to anything at all. Her boss probably felt her hesitation. He laughed, saying, Don't worry, I will teach you how to do it. So the next days, Emily spent her free time helping her boss arrange the blueprints listening to his lectures in between work so that there wouldn't be room for any mistakes. A professor in the past, Emily said that her boss was a very effective teacher, that soon after, not only did she gain basic knowledge about electrical engineering, but she started to get intrigued with the profession itself. The unmotivated, indifferent, and nonchalant Emily suddenly felt like her life was starting to gain color again and started to feel the fire burning from within once more. She started to dream afresh, wanting to pursue electrical engineering, and be someone like her boss. You can say that she found a new role model, a new inspiration, and a new motivation to get back on track with her aspiration of joining the bigger world. They say when one door closes, another one opens. For Emily, this time, she felt like the door opened little by little. When my boss saw me getting more interested in the work, one day, he took me with him to the project site to observe the surroundings. While I was watching him and the other engineers interact with each other, my desire to learn more about it, in order to understand the work further, constantly grew. I told myself, maybe this is my calling. Maybe this is what I was really destined to do in this life to become and pursue. Emily gradually got out of the slump that she was suffering from for several months. She started to smile more often, was driven to work harder, and even began to go outside more, making friends with the neighbors she once considered as strangers. It didn't take her long enough to gain the spirit she once had, the impulse of pushing this door of the new opportunity open. Of course I would choose to come in. 
I've already found my new door and is already standing in front of it. Wouldn't I be wasting my life if I were to miss this chance? Was always focused on achieving a goal after putting her eye on it, Emily did not hesitate to pursue electrical engineering. With the money that she saved from her salary, she thought it was enough for her to enter university and take up a vocational course for the said degree. Though the hesitance within her didn't fade away. Ever since Emily was introduced to the world of electrical engineering, she knew that this was a world that was dominated by men. She never doubted herself as a woman, yet again conquering another dimension where men rule. Since ever since she was a kid, she has always been used to breaking boundaries. Instead, what she was anxious and nervous about was the doubt that the world was trying to put up on her. Is it really worth it? What if I get my hopes up and disappoint myself again? What if I was really destined to just stay inside my safe bubble, my little world, rather than be part of revolting against a wider system? She asked herself. Every night she prayed and prayed, asking signs from God if this was really her destiny. If the door she just came into was the right door for her, or if there was a need for her to take a step back. And finally, one day, she did get what she wished for. As I was walking home one afternoon, it suddenly started pouring real hard. And because I didn't have any umbrella with me, I decided to take shelter on the closest building from where I was walking from. It looked like it would take a long while before the rain would stop, so I was able to appreciate and look around my surroundings. There were only three of us waiting in the same space, the two others wearing the same uniform, busy with their phones, and probably also didn't expect the downpour today as well. As I tried to scan the environment, it was only then I realized that I was taking shelter on a property of a university. Behind me was a big tarpaulin, vertically hanging on the walls, shaping the closed and unused gate saying, Vocational courses offered. Enrollment ongoing. At first, I wasn't really interested. But as I decided to turn back after quickly scanning the courses offered written on the tarpaulin, right down below, the last among the list was written. Practical electricity. Emily stared at the text so long that she didn't realize the rain had already stopped. It was really weird, she thought to herself. Thinking about it, the whole day felt like the sun was trying to melt me due to the heat. But suddenly, it got so gloomy in the afternoon and it started to rain at this time, at the exact moment I was walking here. Walking back home, it was not difficult for Emily to clear her thoughts and be persuaded on what just happened. It didn't even feel like I was merely being shown a sign. It felt like I was being slapped with it, she said. And by the end of the next day, 
she was already enrolled. On the first day of class, Emily was ecstatic. She had always dreamt of continuing her studies after high school, and now that she was here stepping foot on a university, taking up a course that was in line with her newly found dream and passion, she had only wished for someone to pinch her cheeks for her to believe this was all real. As she stepped foot into her classroom, everyone's head turned to look at her. The room suddenly got silent, but no one dared to speak a word. Heads followed her as she looked for a seat. The room filled with hushed voices and soft whispers. And while hard to comprehend, those words were easily deciphered by Emily as they were uttered repeatedly. Maybe she went inside the wrong classroom. A girl? Does she know what she is getting into? Emily didn't mind them. She was used to getting weird looks even as a kid. Growing up as someone who chose not to be confined within the societal pressures on how a woman should act and what a woman should become. All that was inside her head was eagerness and excitement. But that didn't mean the voices trying to discourage her stopped. In fact, as the weeks went by, it worsened. As practical electricity was known as a vocational course for electrical engineering, Naturally, students were thought and equipped with pragmatic skills and expertise. More than classroom lectures and book-based teachings, the course focused on activities and application of knowledge in real life. It felt like I was in a garden full of thorns. It's as if my classmates were majoring in practical electricity and minoring in bringing me down. During activities, Emily's colleagues always teased her that she was just too weak, that her strength was not enough to handle electrical materials and equipments, that these were things that cannot be handled by a mere woman like her. During project groupings, Emily's colleagues always refused to become her partner voluntarily, afraid that working with a mere woman like her would do no good and that she was just a burden to the group. During practical exams, Emily's colleagues always asked her to go last, thinking that she needed more time to prepare physically and mentally, and also to give her a chance to see how it was properly done by watching the rest of the class. During lunchtime, she was also not spared. Emily's colleagues always sat down around her, pestering her on why she chose this course, why she hadn't shifted yet, or if the feelings of regret and hardships as a mere woman living and entering a man's world dawned on her already. But even with all of these, she persisted. I am not just a mere woman. I am a woman. And so her flame kept on burning, even brighter, bigger, and hotter than before. Go in one ear and out the other. This is the motto that Emily has lived by ever since she started attending the university. 
She learned how to filter information that needed her attention, a tactic she called critical hearing. In fact, Emily believed this was how she survived the remainder of her stay in school. Brushing off the necessary resentment and hostility, and actually using these to push back harder. I would often think, people can only pull you down when they are beneath you. This just means that you are higher than them. And that alone made me feel proud and have a sense of pride. Indeed, this thinking not only helped Emily gain a positive outlook in life, but it also translated to results, to outcomes that prove all her colleagues wrong. During activities, Emily never asked for help. While admittingly saying that certainly some materials were not enough for her strength, she worked harder to let everyone see that it was something that can be handled by a woman like her. During project groupings, Emily always ended up alone, not because she was never chosen by anyone, but because her professors always thought a woman like her could stand alone and did not need a partner in the first place. During practical exams, Emily was always first, made by professors as an example and as a role model to the whole class to show how the task should be done, what the ending result should look like, and that a woman was not subordinate in any form as compared with men. And during lunch, she didn't let her colleagues be spared. With her head held up high, she only smiled back at pastors, thinking that her actions had in fact spoken louder than words, making her colleagues more furious than ever. I guess the biggest revenge one can ever commit is triumph. By proving everyone wrong, by punching each and everyone's faces with success and victory. Aren't these the sweetest kind of vengeance one could make? Emily graduated top of her class. Today, Emily is working as a project safety officer at her former boss's company for the same project she once spent time arranging the blueprints for. While thinking that she still has yet to achieve many things and that she is still far from being content with her life, Emily believes that she is already successful and happy. I am proud to consider myself as a successful woman because I am able to do things that I am passionate about and for being able to leave a mark in the world in my own way. I have always thought that success is measured by happiness, but with what I have been through, I can say that this is something that naturally comes with doing the right thing. As long as you put your heart into doing something and that you are making a good impact on the world, happiness will find you no matter where you are. Her strength is not measured by how she looks, how she dresses up, but with how she was able to pass through the obstacles along her way. 
in a world where men are known rulers of the land. The strongest weapon that I was equipped with is being a woman. We are our own weapon. Not something to be controlled, but someone who exists on our own, for our own, and by our own. Once upon a time, there was a girl who wished to become a part of a bigger world. For her, the bigger world seemed like a land dominated and ruled by men, but that didn't bother her. She has broken walls confining her, crossed and burned bridges along her way. No longer is she only a part of the revolution to destroy limits imposed by society to women, but she has become the revolution herself an infrangible source of flame, and a force to be reckoned with. Her name is Emily.